Sports trending now. LSU head football coach Ed Ogeron just moments ago addressing the media and saying he does not know the extent of star running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's hamstring injury, but hopes to know more by the end of this week. The Athletic has discovered Oklahoma is suspending defensive end Ronnie Perkins, running back Ramondre Stevenson, and receiver Trajan Bridges for the national semifinal game against those LSU Tigers after those three failed drug tests. Sooners head coach Lincoln O'Reilly declined to comment further on the matter during today's signing day press conference. In the NFL, the Raiders are sending offensive lineman Trent Brown to injured reserve with a pectoral issue. The team will also sideline running back Josh Jacobs this weekend against the Chargers with a nagging shoulder injury. And in the NBA, the Wolves, losers of seven straight, down a big man. Carl Anthony Towns will sit out tonight's game against the Pelicans with a knee issue. I'm Brian Fenley. We are it's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Here we go. It's Ben Carlisle and our producer, John Tabers, running the board. It's a special Bleed Tech Blue Radio edition tonight. It's National Signing Day, December 18th. Certainly one of the best days of the year. Christmas came early. Louisiana Tech certainly had a stellar day on the recruiting trail. Again, I'm Ben Carlisle coming to you live from the Sports Talk 97.7 studio here in Ruston, Louisiana. Riding solo tonight, of course, got to give old bye week Beck the night off, Taves. Of course, he, he can't come in two nights in a, in a week. And so, you know how it is, Taves. We, we can't necessarily, you know, expect too, too much out of Beck. I mean, he earned the name bye week. Exactly. Exactly, and and he's he's been pretty clear and upfront about things that recruiting is not necessarily his specialty. So I told him that I'll handle things tonight, and we're going to talk Louisiana Tech recruiting for the next ninety minutes. We certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. Want to thank our sponsors: First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen, Ideal Portable Buildings, Acme Glass, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. Of course. Uh, we will have some open segments. You can call us. You can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. We would love to hear from you. So just to kind of give you a brief rundown of what we're going to talk about tonight, of course, uh, coming up here in the first segment, we'll discuss uh, each of Louisiana Tech's 19 signees. We'll discuss a little bit about where Louisiana Tech uh, stands in the rankings uh, with their 19 signees, both nationally and within Conference USA. Uh, we'll discuss, um, like I said, each player coming up at 6.15. Uh, we'll be joined by Ricky Tullis, uh, the head coach at Pearland High School uh, in Pearland, Texas, around the Houston area. Coach Tullis uh, is the head coach of quarterback signee J.D. Head. Uh, coming up at 6.30, uh, West Monroe head football coach Jerry Arledge. 
uh, will join us for a few minutes to talk about Tech defensive lineman signee Dontrell Cobbs coming up at 635, uh, somewhere around 635. Tank Washington, head coach at Carroll High School in Monroe, uh, will join us to talk Cedric Woods, defensive back signee for the Bulldogs, 645. Uh, Joe Sloan, assistant head coach of the Bulldogs, uh, will join us to discuss the signing class that the Bulldogs brought in today. And then at 7 p.m., Jarrett Roser of TigerDetails.com uh, also does a good job at covering high school football in the southern part of the state. Uh, will join us to talk about Tech running back signee Harlan Dixon uh, out of Slidell, who also joins us to talk Burt Hale, uh, offensive lineman signee out of Oak Grove. He actually got an opportunity to watch uh, the Oak Grove State Championship game uh, this past weekend in which Hale had a pretty dominant performance. And then at 7.05, uh, Jason Brotherton, head coach of Halton High School in Halton, Louisiana, will join us to talk about Tech receiver signee C.J. McWilliams. So uh, as you can tell, certainly a tremendous amount of things to get to tonight. Uh, first things we want to get to, Louisiana Tech signs 19 players today uh, of course you look at some of the NCA rules some things that uh, you can sign up to 25 in a class if you sign more than that uh, there's rules you can push them back into the previous class uh, in which you know there, there's a possibility that tech ends up signing more than 25 but right now I, I think 25 is the expectation uh, so they'll have six more players uh, to sign in the late period in the late signing period uh, will be February 5th. That's the first Wednesday in February. So you look at this class, uh, there was nine three-star prospects that signed today uh, with the Bulldogs. I think the big headliner uh, would be Jamarian Jones, uh, 6'1", 6'2", 181-pound defensive back, uh, comes out of the junior college ranks at Kapaya Lincoln uh, over in Mississippi uh, Jones is the highest-rated recruit in this class, a three-star, uh, received a 5.6 rating uh, from Rivals.com. Uh, Jones is a kid uh, that originally signed with Southern Miss out of high school, uh, played one year for the Golden Eagles before transferring, uh, will now get a second opportunity uh, to play at the Division One level. And, of course, like we talked about uh, on last night's show uh, with Amik Robertson leaving early for the NFL uh, Tech being able to secure his signature, uh, which certainly wasn't easy. Uh, there was a little bit of drama uh, when you look at Jones' signing this morning between him and Arkansas State. Uh, he'll get an opportunity to come in right away and potentially help Tech uh, replace the loss of Amik Robertson. Uh, other signees for the Bulldogs, three-star commitment, Tyler Grubbs, an inside linebacker out of the New Orleans area, six foot one, 220 pounds, uh, just that just that, not overly athletic, just a grinder, a good football player. 159 tackles as a senior. Dontrell Cobbs uh, played nose tackle for the Bulldogs, defensive tackle, nose tackle, six foot four, 309 pounds out of West Monroe High School. Uh, certainly had a solid four-year career for the Rebels. And like I mentioned, Jerry Arledge will join us at 6.30 to discuss Cobbs, Harlan Dixon, out of Slidell, Louisiana, is the one running back in the class for the Bulldogs. Three-star commitment. And when you look at what he did as a senior, he certainly is one of the prospects in this class that jumps out as he totaled over 2,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, 
1,700 yards on the ground, another 800 yards through the, over, through the air. Uh, the type of running back that, if you've been following Louisiana Tech football uh, for quite some time, Harlan Dixon's a player uh, that reminds me of John Simon. Do you remember watching John Simon when you were growing up tapes? Uh, growing up would have been John like high school for me. Oh, well, hey, in your younger <laughs> but days, I, absolutely, I remember. Yeah, r- one of great, my favorite great players. Multi-purpose back. Absolutely, I think Simon's actually coaching at Memphis these days. So uh, Harlan Dixon's a bit a big get in this class. J.D. Head uh, will be the quarterback uh, that Tech signed out of Pearland High School. We'll talk with his head coach Ricky Tullis in the next segment. Uh, Head will be an early enrollee. Will be here for spring practice. 6'2", 185-pound, extremely competitive, great leader, uh, both on and off the field. Ben Bell out of Cedar Park, Texas, a defensive lineman, actually played nose tackle for his high school at 6'2", 242 pounds. Uh, Not going to play nose tackle at 242 at the Division I level, but uh, there's a reason that Kurt Hester's on the Louisiana Tech uh, coaching staff, and I'm sure before uh, we see Ben Bell on the field in a few years, he'll be up to 280, 285 pounds, uh, similar to a Jordan Bradford type uh, that Bulldog fans became accustomed to uh, from 2014 to 2018. Next up, Xavier Guy, junior college offensive lineman, one of two junior college offensive linemen in this class. Uh, Guy actually played his high school football at Carroll and Monroe. He'll be expected uh, to come in and compete for a job at offensive tackle right away at six foot five, two hundred and ninety pounds. Uh, the final three-star commitment: Damon McFarlane out of St. Augustine High School in New Orleans, uh, six foot one, hundred and seventy-nine pound cornerback. Uh, you know, a guy that kind of came into the picture late for the Bulldogs. Visited this past weekend. Ultimately, chooses the Bulldogs over offers from Houston and Southern Miss. Looking at some of the two-star signees today: Cedric Woods, Carroll High School in Monroe, was actually the first commitment in this class committed way back in January held firm throughout uh, certainly uh, a player that has an opportunity to be pretty good at the next level Christian McWilliams uh, CJ McWilliams a player that'll come to tech will play both football and baseball uh, 5'10 165 pound slot receiver uh, has been compared to Trent Taylor I would say when you look at the two McWilliams is a more of a straight line speed guy uh, than Taylor was. McWilliams ran a 4-4-3 laser time 40 uh, prior to his senior year, so he's a, a player to certainly look out for. Joseph Mason, uh, an inside linebacker out of Green Oaks High School in Shreveport. Jaron Gilbert, uh, 6'3", 276-pound center out of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Sam Houston High School, a uh, player that I know was extremely impressive when I got to watch him in, in camp. Uh, back in June, a player that has some really good footwork. Uh, could be a guy that potentially replaces Cody Russey, uh, who's been a mainstay along the Tech offensive line uh, for it seems like forever, uh, although he's just a junior. Keviante Spears, uh, six foot three, 243 pounds out of McKinley High School in Baton Rouge. Spears is a kid that's only been playing football for two or three years, so he's obviously raw, uh, fairly new to the game, but uh, if you watch him on tape, extremely physical. He's a grown man, and don't take that lightly. At six foot three and two hundred forty-three pounds, Bert Hale uh, mentioned that we'll talk with Jarrett Roser later in the show about him. Offensive lineman, six foot two, three hundred twenty-nine pounds. 
expected to play guard for the Bulldogs. Cleveland, Trey Harris out of Como High School in Lafayette. Uh, kid, 6'2", 193 pounds. Really just a phenomenal athlete. Uh, obviously, you know, dynamic on the football field. Really good basketball player as well. Uh, a kid that has to be a chance to be pretty good at receiver. Obviously, uh, has the ideal measurables coming in. Dakota White, uh, six foot four, two hundred ninety pound offensive lineman out of Katy High School. Uh, if you follow high school football uh, in either Texas or Louisiana, you're certainly well aware of Katy High School. Uh, White's extremely polished, probably one of the better offensive linemen uh, that Tech has signed, certainly in the Skip Holtz era, certainly has a chance to be a tackle uh, in this class. Michael Goss, uh, the second junior college offensive lineman, he'll be a sophomore. Uh, he'll have three years to play three, six foot five, two 292 pounds, uh, extremely athletic. Kershawn Fisher, outside linebacker out of the Slidell area, played his high school football at North Shore High School, uh, was a late get for the Bulldogs. Kershawn was committed to Tech uh, back in April, decided to open it back up in June, committed to Kansas, flirted with Kansas State, uh, came down to the wire two nights ago between Tech, Kansas State, and West Virginia, and Tech was able to secure the commitment of Kershawn Fisher, an extremely athletic, long outside linebacker, and that, that's a theme that we'll get through throughout the night uh, when you look at a number of these players, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, uh, they're extremely long, and that's something that I know uh, was a priority for Tech defensive coordinator Bob Diaco throughout this class. And then the final signee of the night, Joran Dickey, inside linebacker out of Trinity Valley Community College. He'll be a true junior, so he still has his red shirt available, and he is already on campus, actually was out at practice uh, earlier this afternoon, and he's already out there practicing with the Bulldogs. So when you look at some of the class rankings to this point, uh, the Bulldogs uh, with their 19 signees currently sit at 57th nationally, uh, which is the highest ranked class in the Skip Holtz era, number one in Conference USA. So you look at it as a whole, the early signing period, you certainly got to give Skip Holtz and his Louisiana Tech staff a tremendous amount of credit. And like Sean and Nick were talking about on Fox and Company just a few minutes ago, um, you know, you win, you continue to enhance your recruiting classes year after year, and the Bulldogs are certainly doing that. So let's go ahead, take our first time out. When we come back from the break, we'll talk with Ricky Tullis, head coach, Parallel High School, head coach of Louisiana Tech quarterback signee, J.D. Head. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe, and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. 
Visit WalpoleTire.com. We've got a new treat for Ruston area residents. It's the new Dairy Queen Grill and Chill, located at 2008 Champions Way by the new Ruston Ballpark Complex. The new DQ is your place for sweet treats and will open December 26th. The first 100 guests to purchase a DQ cake will receive free mini blizzards for a year. That's right, free mini blizzards for a year. Dairy Queen on Cooktown Road in Ruston and another location by the new Ruston Ballpark Complex, opening December 26th. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Get ready for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle coming to you live from the Sports Talk 97.7 studios as we work to get Coach Tullis on the Fairway Cards hotline. Of course, we wanted to set aside this segment to talk about uh, Louisiana Tech quarterback signee J.D. Head. Uh, When you look at J.D. Head's high school career, you know, he spent two years of his high school career at Pearland High School in Pearland, Texas, after transferring down uh, from Jones High School in Oklahoma. Uh, senior year certainly had a solid senior year, throwing for 1,963 yards, 19 touchdowns, only one interception, completed over 61% of his throws, uh, only played in eight games. I think he dealt with a concussion uh, throughout his first throughout his first. Uh, you know, throughout the year, and that was certainly uh, difficult for him to overcome. And let's go ahead uh, and jump to the Fairway Carts Hotline, while we're, where we're joined by JD's high school football coach, Ricky Tellis. Coach, how we doing tonight? Oh, well, we're doing good. Enjoying the evening. How about you guys? Oh, doing pretty good. Certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. And of course, uh, we we wanted to bring you on to talk about your quarterback, uh, Louisiana Tech signee JD Head. I know he transferred in to you guys. Uh, spent two years at Pearland. Um, what impact did he have on y'all's program throughout his two years? Yeah, man, he was he was huge. Uh, you know, from the first day that, that he walked in, uh, you know, the leadership off the field was, was extraordinary. I mean, just an unbelievable kid and a student uh, from a leadership standpoint in the school and in the community. Uh, he's big time there. And then obviously his talent. <laughs> on the field is, is next to none. Uh, I mean, he's the total package. I can't say enough about him. Uh, him and his family are just wonderful people and uh, definitely a big part of the Oiler family. And, uh, you know, we were glad to have an opportunity to, to, to coach him for two years and spend two years with, with him and his family. But uh, I can't say enough about him. He's a, he's a good one. Uh, well, and you talk about the leadership aspect that he brings, and whether it's high school football or collegiate football or professional football, I think, uh, especially at the quarterback position, it's yeah. it's invaluable to have a kid that's such a leader. And when you talk to the Louisiana Tech yeah. coaching staff, I think that's the one thing that stuck out to them on paper is just his yeah. teammates seem to gravitate towards him on a daily basis. Yeah, no, the, you're exactly right. At that position, uh, it's huge, and I think it's it's something you have to have and have to possess, and, and J.D. does that. You know, I remember the first uh, summer workout 
that he that he that he came to. Uh, they had just moved moved in, and uh, you know he got out there and he was working his tail off, and you could see the kids watching him, and he you know didn't know anybody. And it was the second day. It took one day, and the second day, uh, you could see uh, you know the friends that he made and all the kids. Uh, just gravitating to him, you know. They love winners. Kids love winners, and they're they're going to gravitate to that. And and it was, like I said, it took one day for that to happen, and uh, just remarkable uh, again to see to see that leadership take hold and uh, and lead by example. You know, he, he he's vocal when he needs to, but he's he's definitely doing everything uh, uh, by example and, and his mannerism and the way he acts and, and carries himself. Man, just a it, remarkable young man. And when you look at him on the field, uh, obviously with his play, you mentioned the physical tools that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, physically, yeah. when you look at him playing the quarterback position, mm-hmm. uh, what what are some things that make him special in those aspects? I, I think his accuracy is is next to none. He's very accurate in his IQ uh, from a football standpoint. He, he's very smart. Um, he sees things. It, it comes natural to him. He can – he can get in there. He's like another coach, and uh, very impressed with that from an IQ standpoint. But but as I mentioned before, you know his accuracy is is very good, and I think I think at the college level and definitely on Sundays, you know that accuracy becomes even more important. And uh, you know he throws a real catchable ball and uh, puts it right where it needs to be. So you know he's a he's definitely a a winner and a, and a very good quarterback uh, that that you guys are getting. Yeah, absolutely. And one final question: We'll let you get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the opposite side of things, what are some things from your vantage point, or some things that he'll need to improve on uh, when he's tr- translating from the high school to the collegiate game? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the biggest is just keep developing physically. You know, is and that's going to come with with uh, being in an off season program uh, for the most part year round at the collegiate level. You know, keep developing. Uh, his lower body physically and upper body, putting on some more weight and some strength. Uh, and, and I think all those things are attainable. Those are things that you can definitely uh, attain and, and get. What you What's hard to attain is that IQ and that accuracy. Sometimes that's a God-given talent that, that comes and very hard to teach. But I do think, you know, the thing that he can continue to prove on is just stay in the weight room and, and continue to add uh, – some weight, some weight to him, and I think that's going to happen. That's going to happen over time, and and uh, and that's something that he can control. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking some time out of your day uh, to join us yep. tonight on Bleed Tech Enjoy Blue it. Radio, and uh, looking yep. forward to JD Head getting on campus here in Ruston. You bet. Good luck to you guys. Good to hear from you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, take care. Bye, Coach Ricky Tellis, head coach, Parallel High School. Obviously, Coach Louisiana Tech quarterback signee JD Head is certainly. Um, you know, he kind of echoed some of the sentiments that I mentioned about him earlier, some of the leadership ability. And, you know, we, we've talked about uh, the leadership aspect, especially with Jamar Smith over the past, you know, two, three years. And was he a good enough leader? How he emerged as a leader, uh, especially in his senior year. And if you get a quarterback on campus that has those leadership traits that teammates seem to gravitate towards, um, like you said, it's not something that you can teach. It's just something that some guys are naturally gifted with, and it certainly uh, appears that J.D. Head uh, is gifted with that and will be on campus, like I mentioned, come spring practice, and certainly 
uh, get a chance to come in and compete for the job. When you look at Tech's quarterback room right now uh, for the 2020 season, you obviously have the redshirt senior Weston Elliott, uh, who has yet to start a game in his collegiate career. Aaron Allen's a rising redshirt sophomore, uh, started two games this year against Marshall and UAB. Uh, Jackson Thompson was signed in the 2019 class, will be just a redshirt freshman. And then, of course, you have Head as well. So it's a, it's a relatively young quarterback room, but uh, I think it's certainly going to be good for all four players uh, to have a tremendous amount of competition in that room as well. And so you look at some of the offers that Head had uh, coming out of high school, and you obviously look at UTSA, Tulane, Troy, ULL, Kansas, Louisiana Tech. I mean, th- those are some of the peer schools uh, that you see Tech battling with for recruits week in and week out. And this was a quarterback class uh, that Tech offered multiple quarterbacks. You offered Caleb Holstein out of St. Thomas Moore, who ends up committing to Harvard. They offered Keelan Brown out of Zachary, who ends up uh, going to Memphis. And, and, you know, really, J.D. Head was the guy uh, that Tech was on from the get-go, and he obviously uh, took his official visit to Louisiana Tech back in, I believe it was back in early June. I think he went to Kansas on June the 3rd, came to Louisiana Tech the following weekend, and he made up his mind on June the 15th, and it was certainly – uh, nice for the Bulldogs and Skip Holtz and quarterback coach Todd Fitch, offensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator uh, Joe Sloan as well to f- get their quarterback in this class and really lock things down. And he certainly uh, went out his senior year and performed well, like I mentioned, throwing for nearly 2,000 yards in eight games, 19 touchdowns and just one interception. So, you know, Beck and I discussed last night, do you go get a grad transfer for a year while you allow Aaron Allen and Jackson Thompson and J.D. Head to grow up within the offense, or do you let those three young guys along with Weston Elliott battle it out in the spring and kind of go through some of the growing pains uh, that we saw with Jamar back in 2017 and a little bit in 2018 as well? I think the big thing is, like, spring practice is an audition. And so just like with Jackson Thompson coming in early, I believe it was last year, this is a golden opportunity for Head to come in right away and prove, hey, like I got what it takes, and hey, maybe he does. Who knows? But I think it's certainly encouraging uh, to hear, you know, not only his coach, Coach Tullis, but as well the Louisiana Tech staff. I know Skip Holtz spoke today as well uh, about his leadership qualities, and that's the one thing uh, that you continue to hear about him oh, nearly, uh, from nearly every person uh, that you speak about comes from a great family as well. So I'm certainly uh, excited to see J.D. Head uh, get on campus. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back from the break, we'll talk with West Monroe coach Jerry Arledge about Louisiana Tech defensive line signee Dontrell Cobbs. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. If you've been waiting for just one more good reason to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden, here it is. New EasyGo Carts from Fairway Carts are available with lithium batteries. That means a much longer battery life, which means more time for you to be out having fun on your EasyGo. From a standard golf cart to the big four and six passenger carts for the whole family. 
EasyGo is the industry leader in lithium battery technology. Their batteries are 100% maintenance free, deliver consistent performance with a longer life and much quicker charging time than conventional batteries. And best of all, they come with an unprecedented eight year battery warranty. Don't wait any longer. You've got all the reasons you need to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Come see the big selection in the showroom on Highway 531 just north of I-20 or call 318-371-CART. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know keep it right here on bleed tech blue radio brought to you by first national bank call or text the show on the fairway car top line 888-993-7762 welcome back bleed tech blue radio ben carlisle john Tabor, live from the sports talk 97.7 studios bleed tech blue radio signing day special of course we're on on a wednesday night usually on on tuesday nights certainly Appreciate you joining us. You can text us on the Fairway Carts text line, 888-993-7762. We've been unable to reach Coach Jerry Arledge of the West Monroe Rebels to discuss Dontrell Cobbs. But just to talk a little bit about Cobbs and really the defensive line class as a whole, you know, I think uh, Cobbs, the number 47-rated player in the state of Louisiana, obviously signs with Louisiana Tech over offers from Arizona Kansas and SMU and Louisiana Tech made the shift from a 4-3, you know, a 4-2-5, 4-3 look under Blake Baker to more of a 4 or more of a 3-4 look under Bob Diaco, the new defensive coordinator this year and the big question surrounding it was could Tech find those two gap nose tackles that really were able to make an impact and I think, you know, Cobbs is that first guy that they've had an opportunity to recruit throughout you know, a whole year to try to fulfill that role, and at six foot four, three hundred nine pounds, uh, he certainly fits the mold of a run-stuffing nose tackle 
that will be needed in the 3-4 defense and had an opportunity uh, to go out to a West Monroe game earlier this year and get a glimpse of him. And now at 6-4-309, he's a good athlete. He moves around well. I'm not going to say that the motor runs on hot at all times, but at the same time, I think that's to be expected from some high school kids that aren't necessarily challenged uh, against some inferior competition. But I think he's got a chance uh, to be a pretty good player in this class for the Bulldogs. Uh, Other defensive line signees, Keviante Spears out of McKinley High School, uh, 6'3", 240 pounds. I mentioned uh, a guy that's really, I said grown man strength, I think was the word that I used in the opening segment to describe him. And he's a little bit raw, having only played two or three years of high school football. But if you watch him play, he loves contact, shows a good ability to shed blocks, and certainly has a chance down the road probably three or four years from now before we really get a chance to see him get a substantial amount of playing time. He'll be six foot three, 275 pounds, and he'll be a guy that can really uh, potentially get after the pass. Or a guy like, like a Milton Williams this year. Milton Williams was signed three years ago, really didn't have an opportunity to play a whole lot until this year as a redshirt sophomore, but certainly performed admirably, 6'4", 270. I think Spears has a, a chance to fit into that mold, but will certainly have to increase his tech, technique uh, if he wants to be an effective player. And then, uh, of course, Ben Bell out of Cedar Park, Texas, uh, one of my favorite players in this class. And we're going to have an article coming out on BleedTechBlue.com uh, either tonight or tomorrow, uh, just breaking down each of the 19 or 20 signees. There could be one more signee tonight uh, that will sign with the Bulldogs, but we're going to break them down. And Bell's one of my favorite players in this class because – He's not the most ta- physically talented, gifted player that you're going to see you know, at the high school level, but, man, he can dominate a game up front on the defensive line, and he's certainly a player that's fun to watch. I mentioned that he's only 242 pounds, has plenty of room uh, to add 40, 45 pounds to his frame, and when he's asked to contribute along that Bulldog defensive line uh, you know, in the next two, three, maybe four years, He's certainly a player that has a chance to be pretty good. And you look at some of the offers that he had, uh, obviously Army, Florida International, Navy, UTSA, uh, a kid that, you know, he got some of the some of the looks that you would expect from an Ivy League type guy. I think he had 115 tackles, nine sacks his senior year. So he certainly uh, produced a tremendous amount uh, while he was on the field as well and just has a motor uh, that never stops, and that's certainly something that sticks out on tape uh, when looking at Tech defensive line signee Ben Bell. So, you know, really just, <coughs> excuse me, looking at this class as a total, uh, in total, you know, on the defensive line, who, who does Tech lose? You lose Kadarian Mason, defensive end, uh, been a four-year guy, has obviously contributed uh, over the four years in his career. And then you got you lose Courtney Wallace, the nose tackle, and those are the two main contributors that you lose up front, and you have to find a way to replace those guys. Now, looking at next year, uh, I think you'll see Kiwi Rose step into a role, Deshaun Hall step into a role, and certainly play uh, on that defensive line. But some of the guys that Tech brought in in this class, when you talk about Cobbs and Spears and Bell, 
uh, certainly going to be some contributors down the line. So let's jump right back to the Fairway Carts hotline. We're joined by Tank Washington, head coach at Carroll High School, uh, home of Louisiana Tech signee, cornerback Cedric Woods. Coach, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. How about you? Oh, doing pretty good. And, Coach, obviously uh, Cedric Woods has been committed to the Bulldogs uh, for quite some some time now, committing back in January. Uh, I know you guys asked a lot of him playing both offense and defense for your program. Uh, what are some things that stick out to you uh, about the talented cornerback that signed with the Bulldogs? Said uh, is tremendously fast. Uh, he created a lot of matchup. He created a lot of matchup problems for people, uh, and I think he's going to do a great job over there with Tech. And you look at him. You know, now that he's had the opportunity. Uh, when he gets to the collegiate level to get into, um, you know, a weight a weight program that's more year-round, gets to focus on just playing the cornerback position. How do you think that'll benefit him uh, from a progression standpoint? Uh, I think it's going to help him tremendously because now he gets to focus on playing one position and becoming great at that position and, instead of, you know, being kind of all over the place and not getting a lot of training at just one spot. And, and so when you look at him – and what he meant to your program over the last four years, what he meant to Kara High School. Obviously, you guys had a really solid year in 2019. What are some things that you'll always remember uh, that he, you know, that he kind of the legacy that he left uh, on the Carroll High School program? I'm going to tell you this. Uh, it's not the football side of things. Said as a kid, he comes from a two-parent uh, household. Uh, he did everything that he was supposed to do. Uh, when he was here, he was real active. You know, as far as in the classroom, he set the standard for our kids. And as far as uh, weight room-wise and on the field, he, he was the top leader. So I think his leadership abilities was going to stand out most about him. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking some time out of your day to discuss Louisiana Tech cornerback Cedric Woods. And uh, we'll have to catch up sometime in the near future. Okay, well, thank you. Y'all have a good night. Tank Washington, head coach, Carroll High School, jumping on the program real quick. Uh, to talk about Louisiana Tech signee Cedric Woods. And, you know, it, it's always difficult to evaluate high school kids when you look at, you know, w like take Woods, for example, played quarterback, played receiver, played defensive back at Carroll, and, and that's what you see the better players do at a majority of these high schools uh, that Louisiana Tech signs players from. But you also hear coaches – regardless of the level that you play at, encouraging kids to play basketball, play baseball, play football, run track, you know, whatever it is, because it helps. It's Not only does it enhance your leadership abilities and your abilities to get along with teammates and, you know, really broaden your landscape and things that you're able to do athletically, but it also just helps you to become a better player because you learn so many different things uh, from talking to so many different people. And I think uh, that Cedric Woods is a player that will certainly benefit from being able to play only cornerback at the next level. And I had an opportunity to watch some film on him. Uh, actually, he went out to a cornerback or more of an athlete-type camp out in the Dallas area where they test on more of a combine-type uh, testing atmosphere. And he was, I think he rated as one of the top ten players at the camp out of over 300 kids, so he's an elite athlete. Uh, you look at five foot ten, around 185 pounds. He's going to come in and have an opportunity to grow within the defense, and then when he gets into his redshirt sophomore, redshirt junior year, he's going to be a player 
that has a chance to really contribute. And I think that's a big thing uh, that Coach Holtz and his staff has done over the past two or three years, especially now with the new new redshirt rule where players are able to play four games but still maintain that redshirt is if you're able to redshirt a player, he's obviously going to be better as a 22, 23-year-old redshirt senior than he would be as a 17 or 18-year-old true freshman. And I think that you'll really see Tech that pay dividends for Tech, especially in the next three or four years, because you look back to last year, I believe all 29 freshman junior college players were able to redshirt. And then you look at this year, I believe Dontrell Co- or Dontrell College, excuse me, Deshaun Hall and Marquelius Turner were the only two true freshmen to play. So you continue to redshirt players, you continue to allow them, you continue to allow them to grow within your program, and they'll continue to make your program better and better. And that's a big thing that's allowed Coach Holtz and his uh, staff to you know, build this program to a point where it's we're going to win year in and year out regardless because we've built that depth, you know, much deeper than we, you know, really anticipated it, you know, or I'm not going to say we anticipated building, but that it was anticipated having at a G5, whereas you don't have to play seven or eight true freshmen. I think that's a big key pivotal point in this class. You know, 19 guys signed, 15 high school players, four junior college players, what do you bring junior college players in for? You bring them in to contribute right away. What do you bring high school players in? You bring them in to develop them two, three years in the program and continue to kind of grow up within the program. So I think uh, it's certainly beneficial to Tech and it's certainly uh, going to be beneficial to a guy like Cedric Wood. So, Tapes, let's go ahead take our next time out. When we come back from the break, we'll talk with Louisiana Tech assistant head coach Joe Sloan, you're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. We've got a new treat for Russian area residents. It's the new Dairy Queen Grill and Chill, located at 2008 Champions Way by the new Ruston Ballpark Complex. The new DQ is your place for sweet treats and will open December 26th. The first 100 guests to purchase a DQ cake will receive free mini blizzards for a year. That's right, free mini blizzards for a year. Dairy Queen on Cooktown Road in Ruston and another location by the new Ruston Ballpark Complex, opening December 26th. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, Make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit walpoletire.com. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. 
is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle, John Tabor, coming to you live from the Sports Talk 97.7 studios. Now join us on the Fairway Cards hotline. Louisiana Tech assistant head coach, co-offensive coordinator, Joe Sloan. Coach, how you doing tonight? Doing great. How y'all doing? Oh, pretty good. Thanks for joining us. And, you know, you look at the 2020 recruiting class, obviously you guys had a tremendous day signing 19 players in this class. Uh, when y'all took a look at it way back in, you know, when you start evaluating these kids probably a year, a uh, year and a half ago, what were some of the goals uh, for this class coming in? You know, uh, we, ha- we have a really, I think when you look at the health of our football team, um, we were able to really look at a, at a lot of different positions and take a lot of young high school players, um, and it was a talent rich. It was a talent rich year in the area that we recruited, especially on I twenty. I think that was the exciting part as you looked and said, you know, we had a chance to get a lot of players uh, from right here in our own backyard in the three one eight area code. That that was probably the most exciting thing as as we really attacked this year uh, from a recruiting standpoint. And, and I think as you look at the class, uh, we were able to do a lot of that. We were able to a lot of keep a lot of those guys home. Um, and those are the guys going to develop into the stars of tomorrow. So as we looked ahead, we knew we were going to have a big class, uh, and we knew we had a lot of talent to state. So it, it was obviously going to be an exciting one, and I think, uh, as you can see today, it turned out that way. And when you look at having one of these bigger classes, from a coaching standpoint, are, are you really trying to sign you know, more of a complete football team from a position-by-position position standpoint, or do you really just have to kind of zero in on one or two different needs? Well, you know the way we the way we do it, and I think Coach Holtz does one of the best jobs of roster management, um, just in terms of how he attacks recruiting. And I think that's why, as you look, we, we've had a consistency with a, with a foundation built year in year out on on high school talent and developing that high school talent at different positions, um, and being able to make sure that we don't uh, lose a, a whole position one year and and try to have to have to band aid too many things. We're able to get guys in the program and work them in there for two years, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they become two to two-and-a-half, three-year players, and that's how you have special special groups. Um, so as we look, I mean, we, we, we do, what we try to do is make sure that we understand what's getting ready to walk out the door and how we need to fill those needs to make sure we continue to, to play at a championship level because obviously the goal every single year is to go win a Conference USA championship, and that's how we're building this 2020 team. And when you look at developing some of these players – to allow them to become two-and-a-half, three-year guys. How important has the new rule to where players can play in four games and still maintain their red shirt? How important has that rule been as far as not having to burn some of those guys' red shirts early in their careers? I think that's critical. When you look at 
really our goal a few years ago was as we walk into a year, you know, hey, hey, we think uh, I'll take Cedric Cooper for example is a, a name that some guys guys would remember. You know, Cedric played on all special teams. Lejerry Snead played all special teams as a freshman uh, because we knew they were going to be really good players and they were going to be backups um, as the year went on and could, t- could potentially earn some uh, a starting spot, but they definitely would be in a starting role their sophomore year. Um, and they played 150, 200 plays, you know, between special teams and a little bit of defense. Well, now you can take those same type of guys. You take a Smoke Harris um, who was played in four games last year, um, and played a similar amount of plays, Wayne Tucson, who played in four games last year, played a similar amount of plays and is a lot more prepared to go as a redshirt freshman. So I think what it's allowed is is those guys who um, are really good football players as true freshmen who you know are going to step into a major role their second year. Uh, it's allowed them to prepare and, and be more be more ready going into the offseason so they know what to expect and what they need to get ready for uh, working their way into the next season. And sometimes you you look at this class, obviously number one in Conference USA. Uh, I think it's 57th nationally currently, according to Rivals.com. You guys are getting set to play in your sixth straight bowl game, uh, looking for your sixth straight bowl win. Uh, You've strung together six consecutive winning seasons. How, How much do you guys use that on the recruiting trail, and how much has that become a big factor in that what kids know when they're coming to Louisiana Tech that they're coming uh, to a winning culture that's built to win year in and year out. I think that's the number one. That's the number one thing. When we go out and talk to uh, to to young guys in high school and and even junior college about coming and being part of the program, you the number one thing you're going to talk about is the culture and the winning culture that we have at Louisiana Tech. Um, and and I think that's absolutely got to start. Got to start and be number one. You talk about the the brotherhood, what we call the brotherhood, which is our team and our team in that locker room. And what type of culture they have, what type of work ethic they have, but that's what creates that winning. That's what creates that winning uh, consistently year in and year out. It comes from that, and I think those go hand in hand. And I think one, we talk about it to guys, and then when they come on visits and they're they're around our team, they feel it. And that's the number one thing at the end of the, at the end of visits when you talk to a recruit and you say, "Hey, what'd you like?" or, or, or "How'd you feel about it?" Man, I felt I could feel the family atmosphere. I could feel the togetherness of this football team. I understand why you guys win year in year out because you have a group of guys who are who want to work, who want to play together, want to play hard for each other, um, and push each other to be great every single day. And that and that's what we're trying to develop every single day. Um, and that's what we continue to try to bring in guys who will continue to push that culture forward. And I don't necessarily want to talk about a specific player on the defensive side of the ball, but when you look at this class and the players that have signed, uh, there's one common factor: is there's a lot of long rangy athletes and from a recruiting standpoint as a coach is that kind of the way that college football is shifting to when you're playing all the different spread offenses that like to get the ball in space well i think length and speed length and speed and length and speed you know if you got a long guy he can continue to, do, to add weight um and keep keep his uh stay lean and 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 use his speed to cover ground and and he can make plays you know those extra those extra two inches, those extra three inches, uh, that one, they allow for more weight, but two, they also allow for more reach when you start talking about making plays. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, Coach Smith, Coach Diaco, um, Coach Petrie, Coach Burris, Coach Gamble have done a great job of evaluating guys uh, that will fit in our system and that will fit, fit needs and do a great job developing our program with Coach Hester and with our position coaches. Um, 
and you're going to see those guys be stars of tomorrow. I mean, it really was an exciting defensive class uh, when you start looking at it. and especially the toughest part uh, to win year in, year out, you got to be good up front. you got to be good in the box. And I think uh, this is a really exciting class, really two years in a row up front on the defense side of the ball. And I think that's going to allow uh, for a lot of success in the future. And, you know, one question before we let you get out of here, obviously uh, the question that everyone's wanting to talk about is the quarterback, J.D. Head. Uh, we had his high school coach on, Ricky Tullis from Parallel earlier in the show. And, you know, the one thing that you hear when you talk about J.D. Head is the leadership qualities uh, that he brings to, you know, really everyone that he's around. Uh, what were some of the things that stuck out to you all throughout the recruiting process? Well, I mean, I, obviously uh, there there's a – there's a, a line where where you got to go around and you got to you got to look at at guys that are talented enough to come in and do what you're asking them to do. But I think the thing that really took JD to the next level because we had you know 2020 was a great year for quarterbacks. There was a lot of talented quarterbacks who were really excited about Louisiana Tech. But we looked at him and saw his energy, his attitude, his leadership, and how he can make other people around him better. Um, and as you talk to our, our entire staff the different guys who got an opportunity to be around J.D., whether it be watching him practice, watching him play, meeting him when he's on his visits, uh, those things, every single person, his attitude, they, they walk away and they say, man, that's a special young man. And that's, what's, that's what excites us because you know he's going to come and he's going to compete every single day and he's going to push the other guys around him to be better. Um, and I think he's an exciting addition. And, and he's got a chance to be special here in the future. Absolutely, Coach. We certainly appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate y'all. Joe Sloan, assistant head coach, co-offensive coordinator, Louisiana Tech, joining us tonight. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Certainly want to thank him uh, for taking some time out of a, a busy day. Uh, I know, obviously, Louisiana Tech had a lot, a lot of things going on on campus today with signing day, obviously bowl game practice as the Bulldogs continue to prepare for the Miami Hurricanes on December 26th. And, you know, I, I thought it was particularly interesting you talk about the, the winning aspect of recruiting. And, you know, so many times Beck and I have talked about uh, really throughout the last two or three years just how much does winning mean to high school, junior college recruits around the country. And I've always told Beck, I think that, you know, when I talk to these kids on the recruiting trail, they, they always say, what sticks out to you about Louisiana Tech? They win and they have a family atmosphere. And I think, you know, as Louisiana Tech continues to string together these winning seasons, and I, I get it, as a fan, you want to see the program win a conference championship. I get it. I'm not saying that everyone's completely satisfied without a conference championship. I don't think anyone is. But at the same point, you look at this year, you're 9-3, and three, you went 6-2 and two in the league, uh, you were in the conference race until the final you know, regular season game, but you also have a chance to go win a six-straight bowl game, get to that 10-win mark, which you reached double-digit wins for the first time in Tech's FBS history, the first time Louisiana Tech's program's done it since 1984. That's just another selling point for this coaching staff to use on the recruiting trail you know, for not only this year, but for down the line as well to come be a part of this as we continue to build it. And I think, you know, how the question's always asked, how long does it take to build a culture? And I think that's a great question. You know, we've seen some some really good 
individual years that Louisiana Tech has put together uh, with, with prior regimes. You talk about the conference championship with Sonny Dykes, the 9-3 and three year to follow. Obviously, Jack Bignell won the conference champ, the WAC championship with Luke McCown uh, back in the early 2000s. But to truly establish a culture, to establish an identity for your program, I believe that, and I might be completely off base, but I think now, seven years into Holtz's tenure, going into an eighth year, they've really established that culture. Like, you now know what this program is. This program's going to win year in and year out, and there's not a whole lot of doubting it. Even looking ahead to next year, obviously there's questions surrounding the quarterback position. There's questions surrounding the defense. When you look at the names and some of the faces they're going to lose, Sneed, Robertson, Mason, Wallace, Scott, Taylor, you know, you could go on, Michael Sam at corner, you could go on and on. But the one thing, I don't think there's many people that believe, oh, you know, here, here comes a three and nine year. No, they know that there's young players in this program that have been developing kind of behind the curtain, as Coach Holtz likes to say sometimes, and are really growing up behind the scenes and, and are going to allow for them to kind of step in and keep things rolling in that right direction. I think that's a big testament to Coach Holtz and his staff of what they've done on the recruiting trail, and it's certainly paying dividends when you look at this class that ranks 57th nationally. And you look at some of the previous recruiting classes, the the 2019 class, <coughs> excuse me, ranked 95th nationally. The 2018 class ranked, uh, what was it, I believe 80th nationally. The 2017 class ranked 94th nationally. So 57th nationally, Like you're starting to really realize how big winning year in and year out means for the program. And like I said, it's certainly uh, nice to see, and it's certainly going to set up some for some future success down the road when these players are playing big roles come 2022-2023, which seems so far away, but it's essential in building a quality program. So certainly I uh, want to thank Joe Sloan for joining us tonight and kind of giving us some insight on what the Bulldogs look for on a year-by-year basis when it comes to recruiting. Uh, certainly appreciate him giving his insight on some of the things that they saw in J.D. Head, which, you know, I, I, I just i I'm more excited by the minute, really, hearing people talk about J.D. Head and some of his leadership qualities because certainly sounds like he has a chance to be a special player at Louisiana Tech in the future. So let's go ahead, take our next time out. When we come back from the break, we'll catch up with Jarrett Roser. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. 
Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. all the time. Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me. My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield. How would I know that? Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech Sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Check Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle, John Tabor coming to you live from the Sports Talk 97.7 Studio Special Signing Day Edition tonight. Certainly want to thank all of you for listening and now joining us on the Fairway Carts Hotline. Good friend of the program, Jarrett Roser. Jarrett, thanks for taking a couple minutes out of your night to join us. I know things are certainly busy down in Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, it's it's just kind of... <laughs> Not a whole lot going on, huh? Yeah, just kind of getting a little break. I've been on the move for about 12 and a half hours uh, and just kind of wound wound down with with Coach Orgeron's uh, kind of signing day recap of, of how LSU did today and, and now kind of piecing some of that together as well as obviously the, the big news about Claude Edwards-Elair uh, missing practice, trying to deal with a hamstring injury that they're not quite sure the severity of. But most of today was all about the, the future beyond uh, these next couple weeks with with these 2020 signees. Absolutely, and you certainly get the opportunity to watch a tremendous amount of high school football throughout the year, and I wanted to bring you on tonight to talk about uh, a couple of Louisiana Tech signees that you have seen this year. Uh, First one being Harlan Dixon, running back out of Slidell. Uh, What are some things that stick out to you about him? Yeah, Harlan is you know, probably one of my favorite prospects uh in louisiana the, the last couple years he's he's just been so much fun to um to work with both because he's a he's a great young young man to, to interact with just generally you know good kid as well as he's been such a versatile playmaker for that slide l team for years now uh he's, he's right there just about six feet uh you know 180 185 and uh quick but but tough and has been a really good running back for for Slidell throughout his high school career, but also they found so many different ways to get him involved because he's a really good pass catcher uh, to where they'll use him out of the backfield or even out in the slot. And anytime you can 
get the ball in his hands with some kind of space. He's he's a threat to make a big play, and so the Slidell coaches I think have, have done a good job of that uh, through these last couple years, and had a chance to watch him a little bit in in district this year. Uh, it was good to see him as a senior as he's continued to uh, mature as a as a player, um, and you know you know his experience wise and and body wise, um, just just out there becoming that much better of an all-around player than the last time I had a chance to see him in pads in the fall. I'd seen him a lot in between in, in camps and things like that, but he's, he's really turned into a, a good all-around playmaker for that slide L team and now ultimately for Louisiana Tech moving forward. And I, he's also really excited about the opportunity to come up there to Ruston and be a part of the things that are happening with that program. And that's, I think that's always kind of an exciting exciting piece to hear is uh, just the enthusiasm that some of these guys uh, bring to the program that, that they're signing with. Well, and I want to ask you this. How often do you see uh, a player at the high school level uh, with that, that kind of ability of Harlan to both play a receiver and a running back? Because I know p- people get you know their best athletes you know really at the high school level in the best places to make plays, but he seems to really be able to do uh, play the both the running back and the receiver position exceptionally well. Yeah, that, you know, you're exactly right in that at the high school level, more so than than at higher levels, uh, coaching staffs find that many more ways to get their top players involved. Uh, just be, I mean, by the nature of some of those top players, or can stand out that much more than by the time you get to college and and you're looking at the the top high school players from across the country are now playing at the college level and so coaches have gotten pretty good at finding different ways but I, I still think Harlan that, that Slidell has has been able to utilize him in more ways and that he's been able to do so with more skill than you necessarily see being the case even for some of the top players for for other teams and particularly at the 5A level, uh, I mean, you see using guys in in various ways that much more as you have smaller teams um, at the lower classification levels, and and just by nature of, of how many more responsibilities different guys have to have on some teams when the the roster number's low. But Harlan at the 5A level has been excellent in pretty much any way they can use him on the offensive side of the football against. You know some other top competition in Louisiana. Um, he's just he's he's really been a very fun player to watch the last couple of years for for those reasons. Um, and I know one Slidell is certainly going to miss, and Louisiana Tech is is very excited to add uh, because he kind of fits into that mold that we've talked about before, where uh, Louisiana Tech has done a good job of finding really good young guys and and good young players who. Have done so many different things for uh, for their high school teams, and and still seem to have a a lot of ceiling left to to reach a lot a lot more potential that they they still haven't had a chance to show that that once they get to that college level, uh, a lot of times when they're going to rust, and I anticipate them taking some some really big steps forward pretty quickly. And the last player we're going to ask you about is Bert Hale. Uh, obviously, he played offensive line, defensive line for Oak Grove. You had a chance to watch him. Uh, the state championships uh, this past weekend. What are, what are some of the things uh, that stick out to you about the big offensive linemen that the Bulldogs are getting? 
Well, he's he's certainly big. Uh, he, <laughs> he's tough to miss, especially when he's playing against a 1A competition. Him and Keenan Caldwell, his his teammate that, uh, you know, I haven't seen if, if anything changed with Keenan, but Keenan was supposed to be heading to, to Kansas. Um, those two guys have just stood out for that Oak Grove team any time that I've, I've had a chance to see them the past couple of years. Uh, the, the Dome this weekend was the first time that I had seen them since their state championship game last year. And just big physical guy, and this year it was it was kind of fun to watch his high school career end with a a pick six off of a deflection where he saw some of Rumbled. his reflexes. Yeah, and, and he's just suddenly barreling down the field, the biggest guy, uh, the biggest guy on the field, and people were having trouble catching him and and getting in his way. Um, and so I, I thought that was really impressive. It's you know it took him a a little minute to catch his breath after that one, and rightfully so. It was, it was probably the the farthest he's had to run in a in a football game because I mean he returned that thing from damn near midfield, and uh, but I think you saw some some flashes of of you know not just being a big guy but being able to do some athletic things too. And when he gets to college and again is able to to focus in a little bit more, get into a college strength and conditioning program, I think. Uh, they're really going to tone him up, and, and then he could be kind of a lot to deal with uh, at the next level because his his frame and his toughness um, and what, what you've seen from him has been really impressive, and I, I think you're going to see him grow huge strides, uh, not in terms of height, weight, because he's, he's a big boy already, but just in terms of his all-around game and, and conditioning and everything. I'm excited to see the progress that he can still make uh, once he's in Ruston. Absolutely, Jarrett. We certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes out of what's been a busy day for you all down in Baton Rouge and joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. It's always a pleasure. Jarrett Roser coming to us from Baton Rouge. Obviously, you mentioned a lot going on with the LSU program, but uh, i love to get him on to kind of talk about some of the high school prospects that he's uh, had a chance to watch down the southern part of the state, and obviously uh, the one player that you know really sticks out, you know, to us on paper uh, prior to him signing Harlan Dixon, uh, a running back that not only myself but I, I know uh, many around the Tech program, many fans as well uh, that have been extremely impressed with his ability uh, to be so versatile. I mentioned John Simon, uh, a guy that was a, a really a really good player for the Bulldogs. Uh, back in the early 2000s, a guy that uh, had the ability to run the football, uh, ability to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So certainly uh, appreciate Jarrett joining us on the Fairway Carts Hotline. Let's go ahead jump right back to the hotline. Joined by Jason Brotherton, head coach of the Halton Buccaneers, uh, on to discuss Louisiana Tech receiver signee C.J. McWilliams. Coach Brotherton, how you doing tonight? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely, Coach. So you look at C.J. McWilliams. Uh, you've had the opportunity to coach him for four years now. I know he meant uh, tremendous, a tremendous amount to the Halton program. Uh, what is Louisiana Tech getting uh, in your talented playmaker? Uh, you know, he's a guy that he's very, very competitive, you know, always uh, willing to compete. Uh, he's a guy that always thinks he's the best guy out there. He's a guy that, for us, convinced our team that uh, we could beat anybody you know he was that guy that voice in the locker room and in the huddle you know convincing everybody else hey we can beat this team we can beat this team so just ultimate competitor 
uh, hard worker and you know just dynamic playmaker. And you look at him from a size standpoint, uh, 5'10", 165 pound. Obviously, uh, probably the ideal slot receiver uh, at the collegiate level. But um, I, I know he ran a four four three laser time forty. Is it possible that he's a little underrated as an athlete? Oh yeah, I think so for sure. You know, he's uh, he's been the best player in our area for a couple of years now, and uh, I think he gets overlooked because of his size, but. Uh, he's fast. You know, he can run, and, and the thing that he does so well is he, he gets to top speed really quick. And, um, you know, what Tech does offensively, I think he's going to fit perfect with. Uh, so he'll be a great slot receiver in that system. And so when you look at him, uh, you know, making that transition from the high school to, co- to the collegiate game, uh, what will be the biggest area that he'll need to improve in? You know, I think just the physicality of the game. He's just going to have to make sure that he can handle that. I think he's Probably needs to gain a little more weight to take the penalties that that those colleges take, college guys take. And uh, but he can do it. And uh, cognitively, he's super smart. He's going to be able to pick up the offense and do anything they want him to do. Uh, it's just going to be to me the physicality of it. Uh, in high school, it's a little easier to you know run away from everyone and avoid contact. And you know I know the college game's a little more physical, but he'll be able to handle it. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day and joining us tonight on Bleed Take Blue Radio. And uh, certainly want to congratulate you guys on a spectacular uh, 2019 season that saw y'all make it all the way to the state semifinals. Well, we appreciate it, and we'll be pulling for the Bulldogs. Thanks, Coach. Jason Brotherton, head coach of the Halton Buccaneers, joining us tonight on Bleed Take Blue Radio to talk about Louisiana Tech receiver signee C.J. McWilliams. And like I mentioned, McWilliams, you know, he really did it all for the Halton team. I mentioned they made a run to the state semifinals. I believe it's the first time they've made it that far in the playoffs uh, since a guy you might be familiar with, Dak Prescott, uh, played in high school at Halton as well. And McWilliams is a guy, he did it all. He played quarterback some, played receiver, played running back, really just did everything uh, that his coaching staff asked him to do. And I think that, like I said earlier in the show, a lot of people are going to compare him to a Trent Taylor from a size standpoint. But I think he's going to come in and he's going to be a little bit of a different type of player. Trent was more of that quicker, you know, knew how to get in and out of breaks and create that separation. I think McWilliams is going to have a little bit more vertical speed uh, to his game. And I certainly am excited to see how he'll possibly translate to the next level. So let's go ahead and take our final time out of the night. When we come back, we'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Have you looked at the calendar? The seasons are changing, and fun season is almost here. You mean fall season? Nope, fun season. Because any season is more fun with a new Easy Go golf cart from Fairway Carts in Minden. With an Easy Go that perfectly fits your lifestyle, you'll have fun at the football games, fun with the family on a camping trip or riding around the neighborhood, even have fun in the woods during hunting, I mean hunting season. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of Easy Go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Experience the comfort of an Easy Go personal cart 
the convenience of a multi-passenger cart, or the rugged durability of an easy-go utility cart. Yes, fun season is coming, and it's going to be your new favorite season of the year. It all starts with a new easy-go from Fairway Carts in Minden on Highway 531, just north of I-20. Give them a call at 318-371-CART. Who's got the tastiest barbecue in town? Hot Rod Barbecue. Hot Rod Barbecue. And you can please your family, guests, or the office with Hot Rod Barbecue's catering, party trays, and family packs. You know what they want. Hot Rod Barbecue. Hot Rod Barbecue. For a family pack, party tray, or catering for an event, you know what they want. Hot Rod Barbecue. Brisket, chicken, ham, pulled pork, sausage, turkey, and ribs, and all the sides. It's what they want. Hot Rod Barbecue. Hot Rod Barbecue, Farmville Highway, Ruston, online and on Facebook. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Heath Lord with High Tech, the IT company. We're your complete source for all things IT. Whether it's technology solutions for your business or PC repair, we can handle it. With 24-7 support and offices located in Monroe and Ruston, our team of experts is ready to help. Contact us today to discover what IT solutions High Tech can offer you or your business. We're also HIPAA verified. Check out solutionsbyhitech.com and schedule a quick assessment of your business today. That's solutionsbyhitech.com. Get ready for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle, John Taylor, coming to you live from the Sports Talk 97.7 studios here in Ruston, Louisiana. Certainly want to thank you for joining us tonight. Special signing day edition. Of course, Louisiana Tech signs 19 players for the first day of the early signing period. Bulldogs class currently ranks number one in Conference USA. Uh, just to run through the Conference USA rankings real quick, here they are. Number one, Louisiana Tech, 19 signees, nine three-stars. Middle Tennessee, number two. Florida International, number three. Charlotte at number four. Western Kentucky, number five. Tapes, I think it's pretty interesting. You look at Western Kentucky, obviously Clay Helton's brother, Tyson Helton, is the coach at Western Kentucky. And I believe the Hilltoppers have a higher-ranked class than the USC Trojans do at the moment. (laughs) It's pretty interesting when you think about it, especially considering Clay Helton was on the hot seat throughout the year. USC decides to keep it. Uh, I have to imagine the folks in Los Angeles have brought that up. Southern Miss, number six. Interesting thing about Southern Miss. Signed 12 players today, 10 of the junior college variety. Uh, certainly interesting to see Jay Hobson going that route after a 7-5 and five year. Uh, you, you look at it on paper, it would appear that he's feeling some pressure in Hattiesburg. Number seven, Marshall. Number eight, UTSA. Number nine, UAB. Number 10, North Texas. Number 11, Florida Atlantic. 
Uh, of course, Florida Atlantic's looking to get over Lane Kiffin, leaving Willie Taggart's the new head coach down there. Rice at number 12. Old Dominion also replacing Bobby Wilder at number 13. And UTEP rounding it out at number 14. So, certainly a good honor for the Bulldogs to be ranked number one in Conference USA uh, just one year removed, I think the Bulldogs finished somewhere in the middle of the pack a, a season ago. Uh, they they actually last year finished 10th, according to Rivals.com, a season ago. So uh, l- like we've been saying throughout the show, certainly a nice boost uh, for Coach Holtz and his staff. So real quick, we'll run through the signees that signed with the Bulldogs today. Three-star cornerback Jamarian Jones, Three-star linebacker Tyler Grubbs. Three-star nose tackle Dontrell Cobbs. Three-star running back Harlan Dixon. Three-star quarterback J.D. Head. Three-star defensive lineman Ben Bell. Three-star offensive lineman from the junior college ranks Xavier Guy. Three-star cornerback Damon McFarland. Two-star cornerback Cedric Woods. Two-star receiver Christian McWilliams. That's C.J. McWilliams. Two-star Inside linebacker Joseph Mason, two-star center Jaron Gilbert, two-star defensive end Keviante Spears, two-star offensive guard Burt Hale, two-star receiver Cleveland Trey Harris, two-star offensive tackle Dakota White, two-star outside linebacker Kershawn Fisher, two-star offensive lineman Michael Goss, and two-star inside linebacker Joran Dickey. So certainly uh, a solid recruiting class for the Bulldogs. Obviously 19 signees today. I mentioned the possibility that the Bulldogs add one more signee tonight. I actually do expect Louisiana Tech to add an additional signee tonight. Uh, will be their highest rated recruit in this class actually. So uh, make sure you tune or join Bleed Tech Blue for just nine ninety five a month to see who that prospect might be. So it's certainly been a good show tonight. Bulldogs certainly have some work to do in the late recruiting period with around five spots, maybe six or seven, uh, if the Bulldogs can find the right players uh, that they you know, fall in love with on the recruiting trail. But certainly want to give Coach Skip Holtz and his staff a tremendous amount of credit uh, for the recruiting class that they did sign tonight. So for Bleed Tech Blue Radio, we will not have a show next Tuesday night as that will be Christmas Eve, December 24th. Uh, We will not have a show the following week as well, uh, as that will be New Year's Eve. So it will be three weeks before we are back on the air. We will certainly have plenty to cover when Beck and I are back. Of course, Louisiana Tech and Miami in the Independence Bowl, December 26th. We'll have it covered every day leading up until the big game just eight days from now. So make sure you join us at BleedTechBlue.com. For Ben Carlisle, our stellar producer, John Tabor, thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We'll see you.
Listen for the first National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben Carlisle. Also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Buildings. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio on Sports Talk 97.7. No, go ahead. I, I, I'm I'm from the area, man. Dak Prescott went to Mississippi State. He wasn't that good down there. He ain't that good now. He don't need. He want forty mil. I'll give him forty mil. I really appreciate Jerry Jones building that uh, that extension for uh, Lambo when it gets too cold to play up there. Cause we go down there to Dallas and whoop some ass down there. You're right because Aaron Rodgers has keys to the place, right? Uh, that's right, and and, and he's the only one. Uh, Brett Favre has an interest in that hotel, wow. in that building. So he got a little bit of money. I played golf with him last year. I got him to sign my cheese head. I got Bart Starr's signature on my cheese head. I got uh, Brett Favre, and I got Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Three. You got yeah, three, it, three Packer James, legends. how you going to feel when when they go out in the first oh, round? Oh, stop it. How they going to go in the first well, round? They're going to get a bye. They're going to get a bye. First time they play. In the playoffs. Stop it. Don't listen to him, James. Ma- him All back. right, thanks. Watch out for Dallas. If they get in, watch out. Watch out. Mike in New York, you're on with Chris and Rob. What's up, Goat? What's, What's up, up, brother? Now, listen, I, I'm a Giants fan. I have no dog in this fight, so I'm probably the most unbiased person on this. Now, this is just how I look at but it. But the fact that you're a Giants fan shows that you're uh your perspective what? is Oh what? They won a couple Super Bowls, Chris. Stop I, it. Your boys are sorry. They're sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Can I talk? Put it like this. This is how I look at it. Dak has 26 touchdowns, 11 picks. Carson Wentz has 25 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. And one of them, they're both tied at 7-7. Seven and seven. One playing without any starters on the offense. And the other one's playing with a fully loaded squad. But one of them is looked at as touring elite. I don't understand that. I don't There's either. Because you're not watching the game. He is watching Dak it. Dak Prescott has intangibles. Dak Prescott's backup didn't come in. He's and always shining. He's always bringing up Dak intangibles that you can't see. Doesn't have a shrine built toward and, him. And that and that guy who you uh, made, Dak a, made a big stink about with the, the Jacksonville got benched. And win more got with the same players than he does. And he got How Tom Coughlin that, fired, too, in, 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 uh, How about that? in Jacksonville. You all about him. Stop it. Let's go to Ennis in New York. Ennis, you're on with Chris and Rob. Is it Ennis or Ennis? No, it's Ennis. Ennis. You got Ennis. Right the first time. Yep. Guys, look, Chris, Chris Broussard, you're always bringing up, oh, look at his QBR. You know Drew Brees on Monday night was 29 of 30 with four touchdowns. His QBR was a 97, a 97 out of 100. But then Charlie Batch had a two-interception, 186 passing-yard game, and he has the highest QBR Thank at 99.7. It's a flawed But stat. hold on. But, it's but totally it, flawed. It is, why is it's that? totally you flawed. You know why that is. Because what does QBR do? It takes into consideration all stat. of the factors that have nothing to do with the quarterback. So maybe those picks, I don't remember the game, but maybe those picks were the receiver's fault. 
Chris, maybe there were 186 yards and two interceptions, and that was better than a guy that completed 99 percent of his passes. Right. I'm just Uh, saying, you know what? It's a flawed stat. QBR. Don't buy into it. It is stat. And Dak Prescott is a front runner. He only plays well when the team's from ahead. Doesn't play well Look, when they're spill from Spill the beans, and it's No doubt. You Thank grew you. Up, you grew up in Queens. Stop it. No, he did I not. Up, I grew up in Brooklyn. He's a Brooklyn queen. That's right. You went to PS. No sleep till together. Brooklyn. Thanks, Ennis. Uh, Justin, the trucker. Trucker Justin in Indiana. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Hey, gentlemen. Always love your show, man. I just Thank think you. that this is a ridiculous question, man. Dak Prescott comparing him to three Hall of Fame quarterbacks who were nominated. I mean, Dak Prescott's been around not even long enough to even put him in the same sentence as Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Drew Brees. I'm a Cowboys fan for 30-plus years. I I got Dak's back, but it's not even a good question to ask, does he belong there? No, he doesn't. I'm with you there. I'm, I'm with you, Trucker Justin. He is not a pro bowler. And, uh, do we do we mention that or not? Let's no, go to Matt, well, it, Matt well, no, no, in Minneapolis. It's, it's, ma- it's major news. The I majority mean, of House votes to impeach President Trump. It did happen. So the the vote was enough votes to uh, to impeach to Trump impeach him, and move yeah. it to the Senate. So we right. should announce that. That's big news in the country. Yes. All right, yes. Matt in Minneapolis. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Hey, what up? I think you guys probably know where I'm coming from, being from Minneapolis, but I understand this whole Dak. Oh stuff yeah, there you go, the anti anti Green Bay. Can ahead. you let him talk? Go yeah, ahead. Well, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here sorry. to talk I'm about. I'm sorry about that. I'm going to start with Dak because I think I don't understand why people are, are you're raising him up to some be a leader or anything like that because it, I think the knock on Dak is the exact knock on Kirk Cousins, and he's trying to get 40 million. But the way Kirk is playing this year, I think 28 is a bargain. And there's no way that Dak deserves to be a pro bowler. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is ridiculous to be a pro bowler. I think that's just a, a lifetime achievement award. This Matt, year they've won 11 Kirk, games, look, Matt, Matt. What I'm are you talking you. about? But, but Kirk should Kirk be. has better numbers in any, yes. every category. Kirk should and be the second yeah, NFC Rocky. quarterback on the pro bowl behind yeah. Russell Wilson. Now, I'm not I saying Rodgers. You look at the field, uh, you know, Drew, yeah, Drew's having a better season than Aaron but he missed five games. So that's the deal. But good good call from He's Matt. just a, a bitter Minneapolis no, look, uh, why? fan. Why? He's because not. he was objective. They thought they were going to the uh, NFC Championship get, game. We'll see. Hey, they're going to be in the playoffs, so we'll see. It's a what big happens. game this week. We'll the, the Packers happens. and Vikings, isn't yes. that this week? All right. Did the big three Celtics mentally break LeBron James like KG says they did? Eddie House played with both of them. He has the answer next. But first,